Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, also known as Cheap Lazy Vegan on YouTube. And I'm Daniel, one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends who love to talk about the latest trending topics. So get comfortable and join us while we give our savage take on just about everything. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Savage Podcast. So, hi for there. All, you l- l- <laughs> <laughs> all of you, hi, Rose. How you doing? I be good. Um, God damn, this be our second episode that's being released in the new year. However, this is our first episode that me and Rose are recording in the actual in the new, new year. year. Yes. Yeah. So, how are um, we feeling? You know, I, you know, I think. <laughs> Um, I'm feeling quite optimistic, actually. This this new year has brought in a, you know, a reinvigorated sense of Daniel, and I'm kind of feeling like oh. I'm going back to my optimistic roots. Oh, very and... nice. It's only been three mm-hmm. days, so let's see what happens. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> but I'm feeling I'm feeling quite good, and you know, you know, vaccines are being rolled out now, so I just feel like, you know, everything's kind of heading in the a positive right direction. direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to jinx anything just yet, but um, yeah, how are you? How are you feeling? Well, you know, I'm always just uh, living a state of uh, utter, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't even know how to say it. <laughs> are you going to be able to speak on this uh, podcast today, I can't today, speak. Rose? I'm just, you know, always in a down situation in terms of oh, thinking about society. But when oh, I don't God. think about society and I focus on my little bubble, I'm totally fine. So yeah. <laughs> That's my situation. So I try to focus on my little bubble, but then we have this podcast, so we have to think about society. So yeah, general, it keeps me in check. It keeps me balanced. Yeah. Well, like, like you said, life is all about balance. Yes. And, you don't and... want to be too positive and living in your own mm-hmm. world, but you also don't want to be, you know, heading toward a very uh, dark place. You know, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to be like... In that, I think I think it's important to have a certain level of optimism, but I do think you need to be, I don't know, shrouded in a little bit of reality as well. Um, yes, something which for which a I long time, Daniel, <laughs> I struggled with. <laughs> yes, and I think I still do struggle with because I often go into my kind of fantasy, not fantasy, but like yes, my own fantasy. Little, you, exactly, like something will happen, and I'll be like, oh my god, like this and this and this, and then Rose will be like, Daniel, and then I smack you down back into reality. Yeah. <laughs> That's why this friendship works. You know, I'm always know. like off in my own little universe and then you just grab me and pull me back down. You know, you have to have the checks and balances, Daniel. It's important. It is. <laughs> it is very, very important. Um, anyway, guys, how are we? How are we? Welcome to 2021. Officially. Offic- officially oh, 2021. Officially. Yeah. It is, well, I mean, the the episode of which. I, c- I can't talk today. I can't talk today. It's officially gone. My brain is officially gone. I don't know why. It's probably because it's like, this is, I think this is one of our latest episodes. Like, because guys, it's like eight o'clock at night right now. (laughs) And we're grandparents. I would be sleeping at this moment. You would not be sleeping at eight o'clock. I would be getting ready for bed potentially. Sometimes I know. You're, You're kidding. Well, you know, Daniel, it's not like I got much going on right now with this pandemic. That's true. That's true. No, Although I mean, I, have to s- I might be, I might be like working or I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Well, one thing, one thing that I did the other night, which was actually kind of an eye opening experience. So I was just like having a chat with my parents last night and um, my mom recommended this uh, Netflix show to me. 
Um, and I only watched one episode. Like I didn't get like fully into it, but it kind of gave me a new, I, I think these kind of shows always give you a new appreciation, but it was called, um, I believe it was called diagnosis. And it's about these people that have like chronic health conditions that like doctors just like can't diagnose. Right. Like, so the oh very first God. episode, yeah. The very first episode was this girl that was like, um, she was like 23 years old. And ever since she was about 14, she'd been struggling with this like really rare condition all, none of the doctors knew what was going on because during the day and stuff, she'd be fine. But like once in a while, like once a week or sometimes daily or once every couple of months, she'd end up in like this in like excruciating pain all <gasps> over her body and her muscles to the point where like she couldn't move and stuff. And she had to quite be hospitalized quite often um, because she'd just like get into this. And they did all these tests and were like, no, your body's fine. Like we don't understand what's going on. Um, so, so the part of the premise of this show is the lady, um, there's one lady that's organizing it, the, this like doctor, she basically puts people's stories out there to like the world wide web, you know what I mean? To like, right. to everyone. And, and then this particular case, there was like a specialist research department in Italy that like uh-huh. came back and said, Oh, we think that you might have this if you want to come here and do some tests. So they did like a whole like genetic sequencing and whatever else. But anyway, long story And did she short, have it? Yeah, she ended up having the, the exactly what they what they had suspected. It was like some kind of um, basically her body had issues breaking down fatty acids or something, and it was like basically attacking parts of her muscle and stuff. So like it was bad. So it was, and was it there had to do a with cure? like a diet. Yeah, basically the main thing to like it wasn't like fully curable, but like she could alter. Pardon me, alter her diet a little bit, and then right. basically um, that would um, mitigate the, some of the symptoms. Um, but but. The reason I brought it up is watching a show like that, I realized, you know, this girl is 23. She's literally lived the last nine, well, I don't know what, a six, seven, yeah, nine years in like excruciating pain, like on a periodic basis. Like, I, you know, we just can't complain. Do you know what I mean? There's I know. So many we other really can't. Are, yeah. Where it kind of like, it kind of like gives you kind of appreciation for what you do have. And I thought to myself, you know, actually I'm quite fortunate and I'm quite lucky. So it's you true. Know, that's, I think it's good to kind of watch shows like that sometimes just to give you, not to like give you an ego boost or anything, but just yeah. to kind of make you. It's almost like humbling. It's humbling. Yes. It, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's the, mm-hmm. that's the word humbling. Cause you, you, you watch something like that and you're like, actually, you know, we do have it pretty good. And I think we've uh, we have mentioned it very it f- good actually. Yeah. Yeah. Like very good. And we mentioned it a few times on the podcast, but like there are people out there, um, you know, and I'm really sorry for anyone that's in this situation that's listening, but like, you know, people that have lost their jobs and all of this kind of stuff. And like, we're both fortunate, fortunate that, mm-hmm. that, that hasn't been our kind of reality. I mean, obviously like, you know, some elements of our life are impacted, but like overall we're, we're pretty okay, you know? Yeah, totally. So, I know. Yeah, it was- and it's like the things that we complain about, about our bodies, it's like, oh my God, I have too much like stomach fat or like, Oh my God. Like, why do I have like, you know, gray hairs or, you know, wrinkles on my, you know, whatever. Like these are just so, if you actually think about it compared to what other people go through, it's like, that is Mm -hmm. like, I mean, of course everyone has their own, you know, insecurities and situations and issues, but it's like, if you actually watch shows like that, it like literally puts things into perspective. You're like, holy shit, we should not be complaining. (laughs) Like we should be very thankful. (coughs) That's so funny that you mentioned that because today I was thinking, was it today or remember how like we were talking about how like we should go walking, like do like a really long walk. Yeah. So guys, Daniel and I, we're planning on, I'm going to, 
announce this so we actually do it oh god we have we're a planning on doing a challenge on doing, hey. okay well we're gonna start with the easiest one obviously and we're gonna work our <laughs> way up okay oh gosh, yeah. why do you have hiccups <laughs> with I your jambalaya spicy daniel it had a little spice to it, you know, <laughs> but it'd be the, it'd be the uh, bubblies giving me kind of hiccups oh, and, Daniel, and all Daniel, kinds of stuff. I will teach you one thing, okay? If there's, I mean, I've, teach, I've taught you so much, but <laughs> one more thing I'm going to teach you, Daniel, is What's do that? not drink a carbonated beverage while re- recording a podcast, okay? <laughs> I am also addicted, but it is yeah. not a good idea because you will get gassy. <laughs> and, True. And somehow you'll also get hiccups sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I just get hiccups with everything. So, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Carbonated yeah. beverages, spicy food, not so spicy food that Daniel thinks is spicy, but it's really not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the shade. The shade. Okay, so so anyway, Rose, what, okay, you were, what you were so, saying about the challenges. So we are planning on doing a uh, walking challenge where we, mm-hmm. we do... Well, it's a step challenge. It's a step yeah. count challenge. So we want to do, what was it? 25K steps a day for a week? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So basically, okay. That, first of all, how this all came about though, guys, is because obviously like, you know, New Year's is kind of a time. I feel like the reason all of this kind of stuff happens is this is around the time that people start thinking about fitness goals and, you know, reevaluating, refocusing for the new year. And um I think I kind of, the way that I really feel like this stemmed is Rose actually sent me a video <laughs> yeah. of a guy. And this is crazy, guys. Because at first I watched the video and I was like, kind of like, oh, we could do this. Yeah, Daniel was this like, guy, oh, we could totally do this. I was like, Daniel, are you like insane? Yeah. So this guy did a hundred thousand steps with, with like a step tracker or whatever. A hundred thousand steps in one day. Yes. And I was like, oh my God. And and the reason why I kind of took it with a pinch of salt though is at the beginning he walked like 10,000 steps, which, you know, that's not too, too many. Like it's still a good amount, but it's not like, and he was like, oh God, my feet hurt. I have blisters. And I was like, okay, it was 10,000 steps. But then <laughs> yeah. as I, as I realized, I was like, okay, a hundred thousand is actually like a lot. Like that's a lot to do. Well, you day. sent so me that screenshot. We- Daniel <laughs> sent a screenshot of his last week of walk. Was it last week? Mm-hmm. the past week it was this week yeah, yeah the past week yeah and uh the total for the total number of steps for that week did not even reach a hundred thousand i know so, so we have to like, do that in one day if we were to actually do that I challenge know. Which is insane because this week I've actually had quite a few big days where I've done like 20,000, 25,000. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I haven't not been like walking. So yeah. it made me reevaluate that statement quite quickly. <laughs> um, I mean, and then I think one day we should this- still try it. Yeah, I, I kind of want to because we'll there's a part of me that's just kind of like, yeah, yeah. So okay. so anyway, so the, the first okay. challenge is the 25K one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we're going to do this, guys. We're going to do it one. <laughs> when uh, are we going to do it? We're going to do it. We're going to do it for a week. Um, I don't know when. Like, when are we going to start it? Like, I, Well, I kind this of is my think... concern. I'm concerned that it's going to become minus 30 the moment that we decide to do this. So I that's know. my concern. And then what can we do? Well, and then we'll just have to do it again another time. We'll have to redo okay. it. We'll have to do so our do best. To, mm-hmm. Yeah, do guys, we're planning this official? shit. We are planning. So the, the the reason we're talking about this on the podcast, though, is it kind of makes us accountable as well. Yes. You know what I mean? So then we can, you know, feedback. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I think we should start it on uh, the 14th of January. Okay, done. I will put it in my calendar. That's the day. Yeah. Put it, I'm going to put it okay. in my calendar as well. Okay. The 14th is when we're going to start. Um, and we're going to do a week I, worth of 25K steps a day. Yeah. And then the next challenge is going to be, we're going to do one day and it's yeah. going to be 50K steps in one day. 
in one day. And then we'll see how that goes. And if we don't, we, if we survive, if we survive that day, maybe we'll shoot for the 100K. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn. But you know, I was I, thinking, I mean, so what I was thinking today mm-hmm. or some other day when I was thinking about this, I was like, you know what? You know, like I was actually thinking, I was like, we're actually quite lucky to not have any issues. And we actually have a lot of energy. Yeah. Like the fact that, because like even today I was walking like over 20K steps. Yesterday we walked what, like 27, like I walked like 20 something thousand steps. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I'm still able to move and do stuff. I'm not like, you know, yeah. immobile after. So what what did I just say? Immobile? Immobile? Im- <laughs> immobile. <laughs> but I think Is it immobile right? or immobile? Guys, I think it's immobile. <laughs> immobile, I think. Immobile. I haven't anyway. heard of immo- immobile. Yeah, but anyway. Anyway, I said it very weirdly. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was thinking the same thing. I was like, wow, we're, you know, like, we're quite lucky to be able to yeah. still have that. And like, there are well, so many people with so many random, you know, like disease, not disease, but yeah, diseases, disorders, chronic illnesses, chronic illnesses pain, yeah. chronic pain. I'm like, oh my God, I feel exactly. for you, man. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah, like I know, I know from like experience, just like from from my own like walking and everything else as well, mm. is I know that like twenty five k, you know, is a quite a lot to do in one day. Like it is a good a good amount, mm. but I also know like same as you, this last week, you know, I've done quite a few days where I'm hitting almost twenty k steps, and the next day I wake up, I'm fine, I have energy, yeah. I can do another twenty five. You know what I mean? So <laughs> exactly, I think that the twenty five one, the twenty five k one, is more. It's it's a challenge, but I think it's more finding the time in the day to do that's that many the thing. steps. Yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. It's like mm-hmm. if I wasn't working and if I wasn't doing anything else, it would be a you know it would be a walk in the park. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like it'd be very easy, a piece of cake. Mm-hmm. But because like we have other responsibilities and we have to actually like do work, it's going to yeah. be a little bit of a challenge. But we gonna God. do it. We gonna exactly. do it, Daniel. We, we are, we said it, you guys heard it right here, right here on this podcast. This is our little kind of fitness, um, not challenge. Well, I guess a challenge. Yeah. Yes. And I think the 25 K one for the week is more going to be a, a challenge for time management. And I think <laughs> the, the 50 K one in a day is going to be an actual physical yes, challenge because that true. one is going to be hard because mm-hmm. like, I think both of us, the most we've both ever done is around 30 K. Right. So yeah. And, and that's a big day. That's a big day. It is. And even yesterday so, after doing like, I think I did almost 30K. Um, mm-hmm. And then yesterday I was like pretty exhausted. So it is still kind of a yeah. physical challenge. But yes, it, it is more yeah. of a more of a uh, a time challenge. Exactly. Exactly. Because I think both of us, we can easily walk 25. I say this now, but let's see how the challenge goes. <laughs> well, but I mean, I, it's like different. Most- if we do it for an entire week, it might we might feel different. Right. That's very true. I'm, I'm like excited to see how this is going to be. Cause and, and another thing too, we're going to get uh, shredded. Re- okay, <laughs> damn. Um, another thing too, is one thing that I think I've taken out of 2020, which I think is a really big positive. Actually, both me and Rose have. Um, and part of the reason we're talking about this is, um, and I'm going to say this wrong. I said it wrong the other day when we were out for our walk, but we under <laughs> undervalue the, you, uh, okay. <laughs> How, how do we, okay. we underappreciate no, no, no. You, the value of walking? You said it in a weird way. What You said under yeah. something. It wasn't under value. But, uh, mm, but I think underestimate? under... I think you said underestimate. I don't know. Maybe. But like it was... I was like, that's not necessarily the right word. But I feel like under value. But today, you know what's funny? I was listening to someone else talking about this. Because someone else said the same thing. They're like... And they used the term that I was thinking of. But I couldn't... Mm. I couldn't verbalize. We, yeah. uh, it's underrated. Like walking uh, is the most underrated... Right um, form of exercise. 
Yeah. Because people but, don't think it, it does much, but it actually is very effective. Effective. Exactly. Especially, I think the thing with walking is if you're consistent and you are, you know, consistently mm-hmm. hitting a good number of steps every single day, that is huge. And like, two reasons why I've realized this is number one, when I was in Spain and I was in lockdown and stuff and well, after lockdown, I was doing quite a lot of walking. Yeah. Um, still ate a shitload of food and stuff mm-hmm. but because I was walking so much. Yeah. Um, you know, every single day, minimum 10 to 15,000, like always, always, always. Yeah. Um, I actually ended up losing weight. I didn't even realize that mm-hmm. I remember when I first got back to Canada, people were like a couple of like, my, even my parents were like, Whoa, like I didn't lose a huge amount of weight, but it was noticeable, you know? And that was yeah. just from walking. Cause I wasn't really going to the gym. So that's true. Yeah. And then even just, you know, how good it feels to be walking for, mm-hmm. you know, extended periods of time, you do get tired. So you're like, this is definitely an effective form of, you know, cardio and, you know, you might not get your necessarily your heart rate up to that cardio level, but I think, yeah, it's very underrated form of exercise. Yeah. And I've just really enjoyed it this year is doing tons. I've always been a pretty big walker though. And I've enjoyed walking. Um, I don't think I've ever walked so much. I mean, I, I'm the same. I always do like to walk, but it's not. Yeah as much as I did this year, because this year we couldn't yeah. go to gyms like for most of the year. Mm-hmm. So walking, you've running. Definitely, yeah. I was going to say you've definitely, I feel like you more so than me, but like you've really like embraced the walking, like yes. I'm walking everywhere. Like, and, and it's so nice though too. Cause I'll be like, Hey Rose, do you want to go for a walk? You're like, yes, yes. let's go for a walk. Let's <laughs> do it. Let's go to this part of the city. And like, it is really nice. And that's something I think, you know, as we um, move into 2021, um, one thing that I'm going to take with me is some of the things that, you know, obviously 2020 has been a very intense year for all of us, but taking some of those nuances and those learnings, like walking, like doing that kind of stuff and try to continue that in the future, even after restrictions are lifted and everything else, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, We can meet for our walking... Uh Walking dates, Daniel. Yes, we can yes. still do that. Yes. Although we might be walk- walking directly to the bar, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> I was like, I was going to say we might be walking with a uh, with a uh, can of beer in our hands, but you know, still walking. Oh, yeah. and, th- and then we'll just, you know, we'll also walk home. It might be a bit more of a stumble, but you know, we're it might be a bit of a dangerous in. walk. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. God damn. It's but yeah, no, the walking's been really good. Mm-hmm. It's been really good. And it's also opened up to like, and, and just for other people too, like just going out there and walking, it opens your city up to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you start to see things that you didn't know were there before, discover new parks, new footpaths. It really um, can change things. So I would, even now if like we're still in, I think a lot of people are still in a lot of restrictions at the moment, but just take this opportunity if you can, mm-hmm. based on what your, what your legislation or rules are, um, get out there and walk. Like, honestly, it's, if the weather's good and you know, it's, Perfect time to listen to a podcast too. Just saying. (laughs) That is very true. You guys, we can keep you company on your walk. You know, you'll have to get your headphones, listen to us um, as we talk about walking and you can be walking as we're talking about walking. Yes. (laughs) Maybe some of these people are walking as we're talking about walking. That's true. Uh, Well, actually one thing that's been really interesting Uh is uh, specifically like on our, I don't know, it's not going to be our last, whatever, our Christmas episode that we released. Our three hour um, episode. (laughs) <laughs> Our three-hour episode. Um, first of all, thanks, everyone, for tuning in, obviously. And um, so many people. I didn't realize everyone, you know, watched the podcast or listened to the podcast, like, right up to the end. Because Rose and I had had um, said to, to make a certain comment on the end of the podcast. And so many more people than I had had expected right. were all, like, commenting, you know, still here at this time. or That's you know, crazy. Right- yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so, like, it's nice. You know, it's some so heartwarming. Like, 
Yeah. So people are like, oh, I was watching a bit of it and then I came back or, you know, I was I yeah. went from one person was like, I went for, for a run, then came back, did some housework and you guys were keeping me company through all of it. So I was oh, like, oh, so sweet. I love that. Mm-hmm. So See, that's just, the one thing just, I do wish that we could get like comments on the audio portion because yeah. I know not everyone is watching the video. So not everyone's going to comment. Um, which is totally fine, but it would be nice to like yeah. get feedback on the audio portion too, just cause it's so no, nice no, to definitely. hear when people like listen to the podcast. I'm like, Oh, that's sweet. Exactly. I think that's one of the biggest challenges. That's why I'm really glad that we do have the two mediums though, because like yes. on, on YouTube, then we are able to get that kind of feedback. Cause you're right on Spotify and iTunes and, and all that. You, you just don't get that feedback loop and you don't know what people are thinking if they're enjoying the episodes. I mean, you know. Um, but a lot of the people that were commenting actually had come over from Spotify. Oh, I, th- oh. I think we said like, guys, if you're listening audio, go yeah. to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. I was, we're but, so but a lot of people did that. Yeah. That's sweet. Like, oh, wow. But you know, Daniel, we're not just on two platforms anymore. No. Do you know not. what else we be on? <laughs> we, we are on. So, I mean, my involvement on this so far has is, been very limited because of very my limited, AKA, AKA zero. But yeah. <laughs> hey, I sent you That's some okay. video clips, oh, Rose. You know what? Daniel does a lot for this podcast. He does the editing <laughs> and um, I I am the auditor. I correct his grammar. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and that's a full-time job in itself. It, it's a full-time job. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But Rose. We created a TikTok, guys. Can you believe mm-hmm. we have created a TikTok? Um, already posted three. TikToks. Yep. It's happening. Mm-hmm. We're going to we're going to blow yep. up on TikTok, okay? You heard it here oh, folks. Damn. You heard it here first. You heard it. <laughs> I was going to say you heard it here first. <laughs> so, damn. um remember this moment when we are Joe Rogan famous, okay? <laughs> yeah. Is that where that's going to that's kind of the 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 um That's the pinnacle of success. Like, yeah. Yes. God damn. That would be Apparently like so. crazy. Mhm. Well, I but mean, anyway. he was already famous before, so it's kind of hard. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's kind of some stuff that we're doing, you know, up in the new year. Yeah. Do you have any resolutions either, Rose? I was going to ask you. I don't really, you know, I was saying in my mukbang, I think I was talking about resolutions. I was like, you know, what? I don't have any. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you no, know, I, think, I do want to think... get fit. I do want to, you know, oh, no, I do have a resolution. Uh, well, I don't okay. know if I can do this this year because I don't know if these things will be open, but I do want to do a half marathon, like I said. So that's oh, the resolution. Yes. I remember you telling me this. Yeah. But either way, I'm going to work toward one, whether or not I can actually run yeah. one. And even if there, maybe mm-hmm. even if there isn't a full on half marathon thing or a marathon like event, mm-hmm. maybe I'll just try to do one on my own because I know the length. Yeah. So, but that doesn't sound exactly. as fun. So I no, think, and I, yeah. I also feel like there's something to be said. Like I always think this as well, like, of all the, like, cause I've been on a few like r- small races, no like half marathons or anything. Like m- all the ones I went on were a lot smaller, but like there's something to be said when you're in that crowd, in that atmosphere, you actually yes. run much better and much harder than, you know, if you were to just go on a jog. So like, 100%. for example, like I, I've never been like that big of a jogger. Like even when me, you and me go, I always like taking breaks and whatever else, but like for whatever reason, as soon as I get into that mindset and I'm at like a, a an actual like run, like when we did the wings for life, Red Bull run, Boom. Yeah. I was like there. I was like running the whole time. And I basically ran for like an hour and 10 minutes, which if I did try to do that by myself, I couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Because you're like in the crowd. In yeah, exactly. And you, it pumps you up. It really does. And you know, for a fact, if you stop, everyone's going to see you. 
<laughs> this is so, so true. So you're kind of like, okay, I'm, no, I want to keep going. It's like motivation, you know? Exactly. It's like some kind of form, it's some form of motivation. That's a, that's a good one to, good, good one to have though. I think, you yeah. know, accomplishing that, I think especially, I mean, not that we're like old, old yet, but we are getting older and there is going to be a kind of, you know, I feel like we should do a lot of these things, like big, big things like that while we're, you know, yes. Young, while we while can we're still, while we're still them. mobile. <laughs> yeah. No, but like, you never know what could happen, right? It's so true. it's good to kind of, yeah. So yeah, maybe I'll run a half marathon. Um, I also want to get into the best shape of my life. That is the plan. Um, so working on abs somehow, probably yeah. not going to happen, but I'm trying. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not trying that hard. You I should that, probably try a bit harder. You know, <laughs> oh God, you know that saying, there's always that like cliche saying, but they're always like, abs you know in the what? Abs are made in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Okay. My only issue, and we always talk about this. My only <laughs> issue is alcohol. If alcohol was not a part of my life, <laughs> I think I could do it because I don't really eat yeah. that much junk food. And the only time I do eat a lot of junk food is when I'm hungover or drunk. <laughs> mm, that's that, that is true. Like, and if this I is, didn't this, drink at all, is, I think I could do it. Mm, this is actually like, no, I agree hundred percent. Like this is a big thing. Like I think part of my, also while I was in Spain, like obviously walking helped and stuff, but I had stopped drinking for a while. And even since I've been back, like in okay Spain? when the, during this during the summer i'm I shocked i mean it was i was as soon as things started opening up obviously i was like oh out you again, mean when you like, were in quarantine oh exactly. i see okay there was a few evenings where i'd have a bottle of wine with some friends over skype but like it wasn't like as much of as course. you know when things were open because it was of so course. easy to go grab a beer somewhere or yeah. um but i do think also since i've been back in calgary I, um, oh, other than the summer, I mean, really, we haven't even done that much drinking to be honest, like compared mm-hmm. to London and, you know, other, other places. And, um, well, I would hope so. Cause we're not socializing. So if we're drinking as much as we were exactly. when we're socializing, that means we might have a little bit of a problem. Oh God. But, but yeah. So I think, you know, alcohol does play a big role, but I think right now is a good, perfect opportunity moment because we're not really drinking that much. Well, I'm kind of drinking a lot. I don't know about you. What are you doing? You're not drinking that much. Why don't you have a six pack yet? <laughs> are you body shaming me on this podcast, no, Rose? I am joking, you guys. Guys, I am joking. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, of we're course, just, we're I'm just not around. body shaming you. Okay. You know, I like mm-hmm. them thick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> One of the issues about being thick is, you know, constant rips in the pants, which is so frustrating. But anyway, that's, that's another. But you know, Daniel, that's what happens when you want to be bootylicious. Okay. You, you can't have it both ways. Okay. You can't no, you want can't. bootylicious booty and not have a little, you know, rip in the jeans. Okay. You can't complain about that. I'd rather have a bootylicious booty and then have rips in my jeans. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, my fat doesn't go there. So that's just my uh... issue. <laughs> mm. and this is the thing though too is ever because everyone's bodies are made so differently so yeah. you just can't like control it but guys i know you haven't anyway, seen are... daniel's bootylicious booty but he got a bootylicious booty oh god, oh, god. <laughs> you you are embarrassing me on this <laughs> podcast today bro. it's i i thought there was oh, some damn. injections going on but it's all oh natural <laughs> <laughs> it is, he always uh, jokes from... about getting a brazilian butt lift but i always tell him daniel i, I don't think that's legal <laughs> I know. You already got you already got <laughs> all the booty. Oh, damn. I'll be the uh the, the male Kim K. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um 
But yeah. What's um, it like being I, so bootylicious, Daniel? Would you like to share with us? The struggle is real, you know? I mean, no, it's not like, I mean, the, the most annoying thing is just the pants issue, right? Like getting rips in the crotch. And then also I like I get jeans. rips in the crotch and I'm not bootylicious. Okay. Well, maybe that's not the, the only, yeah, I don't know. And also like, I don't know about you, but like sometimes I'll find jeans that like might fit me really nice in certain areas, right? but then it'll be really tight in other areas where I'm like, Oh fuck. Like I can't get these jeans because it's more like, um, it's too tight on my stomach. (laughs) So I get love handles. Okay. Uh, my butt feels fine because I have no butt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you have a cute little butt roast. Oh, Daniel, that's very kind. Mm-hmm. It took 10 years to grow some somewhat of an ass. <laughs> 10 years of squats. I mean, you've been working hard with those booty bands and the squats. Oh, God damn. I think I need to do God more booty bands. I wonder what would happen if I did booty band exercises um, like every day. Just did like those booty yeah. band target exercises every day. You think I could get, I, I could get to Kim K level? I think though, I think the thing about working out, like just to be like, to kind of not to crush your hopes of being, you know, the Asian Kim Kardashian, (laughs) but, um, no, but I think if you ever like overwork one area, I think that it can cause problems in other parts. So do you know if like you overworked your legs or your, your butt per se, then because that muscle would get so overdeveloped, it could like pull in other areas. Cause I've heard of people that like, for example, guys, a lot of guys like overwork their chest and right. it gives them back problems because their chest oh. is too like, yeah, you'd have like to like evenly work out. Them. Exactly. So right. I think it's like really important to do, even though despite we might have areas that we want like to look more toned and stuff like, mm-hmm. but, but that's why like, if you do like squats and everything else, those are working your legs and your butt. And that's your, true. But if you do like super targeted exercises, then I think that you can have, I don't know. And I'm not a personal trainer, so I don't actually know, but I just think right. I've heard of people that, overwork especially pecs like i've heard of guys that have overworked mm. their pecs that have like really bad shoulder pain and stuff because they they haven't Ooh. properly like worked out the the back and stuff yeah so right. i don't know yeah well god damn i mean I, i'll do it evenly okay i don't want to look like some weird mm-hmm. you know only one part <laughs> of my body is muscular type of person okay exactly oh god damn rose anyway so, guys we do have a story is it one story that we have yeah i mean we've already talked yeah, for half I the mean, podcast so I know. God damn. Well, you didn't ask me about my resolutions, but that's okay, oh, Rose. Oh, Daniel, Daniel. I'm sorry. What will be your resolutions, Daniel? I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't really have any like per- specific ones. Cause again, my main one is again, it's kind of like, I know we talked about this, like we should never be too vague, but like, I want to, you know, get more fit. And I think the way that I'm doing that is starting to do like challenges, like the 25 K, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a day challenge. Um, that kind of stuff. And I need to, I need to pick up my workouts because I've been so sporadic with working out at home just because I'm like, I miss going to the gym. Like I just miss it. Mm -hmm. And like, I just feel like when I'm at home, it's so much easier to kind of be a bit lazy and I'm so bad. Yeah. Uh, I need to get out of that habit. So that's something I'm going to really try to push for, um, this, this next little while is, um, you know, physical fitness rose. Well, I mean, I feel like it's hard to like, Calling it a New Year's resolution is just, we're just calling it a New Year's resu- resolution. This is just how we always feel. We always want to get a little bit fitter, right? It's true. But I, I yeah, I do But it's think, nice like, to feel like, oh, okay, we're going to, you know, it's like a fresh start. Exactly. But it's ironic because it's like January 1st, we kind of just deemed that as a fresh start. Like I know. really, you could pick, you could pick any day of the year. It could be August 1st. That could be your fresh start. You know, <laughs> Daniel, like you know it doesn't what you matter. Do. Like... <laughs> 
What? Can I make fun of Daniel for a second again? Oh. <laughs> Daniel. Yep. You, <laughs> you always say it's ironic. Just when, like, I feel like you just say when it. something's not ironic. Yes. <laughs> Like you mean to well, say, Rose. like I get what you're saying, but it's funny mm-hmm. and it's cute. Well, Rose, it's it's ironic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> One like, time um, I caught you saying it, and I was like, "That's not ironic." <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh, I didn't say but, anything um, at that time. I just wanted to call you out on the podcast because I'm such no, a nice but you, friend. You, but you noted it mentally, and so you could bring it out again <laughs> yes. at this podcast. So that's yes. what you did instead. And I'm wondering how many other things you've mentally noted down to come and tell me about later. Well, usually, usually <laughs> I do just tell you in person and make fun of you in person. Um, but that's this one, true. I just thought I would say for the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for that, Rose. The, You're uh, the irony, you know. Um, <laughs> it's like that. Um, it's very ironic, Daniel. Uh, yeah, what was that? Um, there was that song by Alanis Morissette that was called. Um, I think it was called. Uh, ironic. I can't remember what the. <laughs> I maybe I think it was ironic, and literally the entire like song, pretty much nothing that she said in there was irony. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, did she do like, it on purpose? I don't know. I can't remember, but I I seem to re- like I seem to recall that people were like right. nothing in this song was like actually ironic. So right. Well, I mean, to be fair, I feel like ironic is a term that can be easily used slightly in the wrong context because it's like not as like definitive, I guess. I mean, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Which is very ironic, Daniel. Moving on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. So the, the, the news story that we do have today. So the one one news story, story. which we can, we can probably complain about it for about 30 minutes. So it's fine. Exactly. Exactly. But I think also like the last couple of days, I think right after new year's, I just feel like a lot of stuff has just kind of quieted a little bit. Because everyone was on vacation. And according to our news source, a lot of them were on vacation. Yeah, but literal vacation. (laughs) Literal vacation. Okay, tell us the story, Daniel. So I'm going to give you guys a little bit of the story. So basically the headline is a growing list of Canadian politicians caught traveling abroad despite the pandemic. And I actually did see this on the news and it was quite funny because the way that they did it on the news is they like showed different areas of the globe. So like London, Mexico, Hawaii, all of these places. And they'd be like, this politician went here. There was like three different politicians that went to Hawaii on separate trips. Um, There was another guy that went to the UK. One of them went to Mexico. It was like crazy. So. Yeah. So basically, an expanding list of Canadian politicians are in hot water after being caught vacationing or traveling abroad amidst worsening pandemic um, at home. Current federal public health guidance says to avoid all non-essential travel outside of Canada, something that our prime minister and health authorities have repeatedly reiterated in public uh, briefings. Here's a quick rundown of the politicians involved thus far. I don't think we should necessarily name and shame people, but... It's uh, fine. You guys can Google. <laughs> oh my God. Some of them got, re- some of them have resigned. So I guess well, Ontario- maybe they should. I know. So here's Ontario finance minister resigns after news yeah. emerged that he vacationed in the Caribbean Island of St. Bart's. Um, that's so bad. And uh, I'm sorry, God. but like a bunch, like I think majority of these politicians were from our province, Daniel. Yeah. Alberta, from the I'm UCP. Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So that so that that was the Ontario one. I think there's a few others in Ontario. 
Um, blah, 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 blah. God, what an Alberta. embarrassment. I know. It's so bad. So Alberta Premier. So he's like our, I guess, governor of Alberta. No, like Premier. He has declined Premier, to yeah. discipline members. Yeah. He's declined to discipline members of his government for traveling abroad as it emerged staff like MLA, blah, 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 travel to Mexico. Um, I guess municipal affairs minister was vacationing in Hawaii to education ministry press secretaries were also vacationing in Hawaii um, <laughs> and they got in trouble because obviously this was surfaced on their social media accounts. So they um, got rid of those. And then there was another um, press secretary for Alberta's education minister that was vacationing in Hawaii for Christmas. I just, it's like really bad. And like, I think one of them was a, I'm sorry if this is wrong, but I think one of them was in charge of vaccine rollout. It's like, these are critical times and Mm -hmm. they have this, you know, mentality. Clearly there is some sort of politician mentality that says Mm -hmm. I'm above the regular person and I can do whatever I want because it's like, it's one thing to travel, which they shouldn't have done in the first place. And it's another thing to like be stupid enough to post it on social media Exactly. Like, like I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, but like, especially like, I don't know about you, how you feel about this as well. But like, I also think that like politicians, because of their positions, they also have to kind of hold themselves to a higher standard. hundred percent. In many regards, because how stupid would we look like, like, let's say me and you were politicians and we had like been like, look guys, no essential travel. Sorry. Only. uh, Essential travel. yeah, only oh my god, why no can I talk? Unessential travel. Unessential? Inessential? Exactly. Uh, anyway. English. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, English guys. Um but like, <laughs> but like yeah, and then and then we were both caught vacationing when we've been telling people that like for example yeah. like in Calgary don't like let's say you have your family here you're not supposed to go technically go to their place for Christmas or like all of these like so many rules and like mm-hmm. It kind of makes me like, oh, it just kind of irks me as well because like a lot of these people were like, you know, caught going to Hawaii, for example. I actually had one of my really close friends was supposed to go to Hawaii and canceled the t- their whole trip with their kids, everything for this Christmas holiday because of what's going right. on. And then yet we have ministers that thinking that they can just go and do that. Right. So it's just like, right. it's just, I don't know. It's really bad. Like it's so also, bad. And to post it on your social media account as well. That's what shocks me. I know. But but some of them I heard, I don't know the details, but some of them apparently like did something sneaky where they Mm. pretended that they were still, because they knew that like, like some of them were, I guess, smart enough, quote unquote, that they wanted to pretend that they were still in Calgary or they were still in Alberta. Yeah. So they like pretended somehow they like had voice notes. You know what? Let me find the information. Cause I was like, Oh my God, that's even worse. It's like, they knew that they shouldn't have yeah. been doing that. Okay. Hold on. Let me find this. That Okay. That is even worse though, because it's like, yeah, they're, they're thinking not only do they think they're above it, but they know that what they're doing is wrong. Yeah. And then there's, they're, they're manipulating and misleading the public and they're in a position of like, you know, responsibility. Um, exactly and responsibility to the public these are like elected um officials and stuff so it's like kind of crazy like oh it's just so bad oh my god let's just see here um uh let's see let's see let's see oh my god uh oh okay so someone 
Um, the Ontario finance minister, um, mm. the one that resigned, he took a two-week vacation in St. Bart's, where he had been since December 13th. And he was also criticized for posting a video on Twitter that led b- people to believe he was at home drinking eggnog by the fireplace in Ontario on Christmas Eve, while already in the Caribbean. So, like, he posted oh a video God. pretending that he was still in Ontario. And then somehow, I don't know how he got caught. Was he the one that posted a picture? There was other people that posted pictures. Oh my God, there's so many. Anyway, pictures and got caught. It's very bad. Multiple guys in this like article, it says multiple Alberta politicians and senior staff. And of course, our lovely premier um, has refused to publicly reprimand uh, several members of his party, um, even though like they were telling people, don't see your family during Christmas. It's such a difficult time. Don't see your family. So people can't go see their family on Christmas Day and you are going to go to fucking Mexico? Bitch. It's it's so bad. And you know, the thing is, I seem to remember like on the news that I saw a clip of the premier and he was just like... Um, the reason he didn't reprimand those people or like do any kind of like um, disciplinary is he's like, well, you know, he was saying that they're not saying that travel is banned. They're saying that, you know, and, and he was like so wishy-washy with what he was saying. And I was like, oh, he's no, but such a said, snake. I know. I was like, they told us that it's like non-essential travel. Yes, I would it think, is very clear would, on the website. It is very clear. Exactly. I think a vacation to Hawaii or to wherever, <laughs> yeah. that is pretty non-essential. Like, I think and that how you don't we, have to go there. And how did we, the regular citizens of Canada, real, realize and understand the rules? And the people that are in the government, somehow, the they were thing. not communicated the rules properly. Like he said, okay, so Kenny think, said that he took full responsibility. Kenny is the premier of Alberta. He said he took full responsibility yeah. for not properly articulating a travel policy for high-ranking members of his team. What, do they have a different travel policy when they want to go vacationing exactly. in Hawaii? Oh my God. But this is this is part of the problem that we've seen globally, not just in uh-huh. Canada, but with so many different countries, whereby you have these senior leaders, again, yeah. like, I, I know that people make mistakes and whatever else, but uh-huh. like, you're in, a, you're in a position of power, of influence, of, you know, directing what's going on in a nation, and you're seeing these people take that really, really lightly. And like, you know, cause even, even myself, I'm like, I wouldn't even book a, va- like, a you know, a vacation because I'm also a little bit nervous about like, you know, mm-hmm. traveling, going to Mexico, like to do a two week, I would like to do an all inclusive, you know, like, fuck, yeah. like, but there's a reason why I haven't booked one yet because, you know, I'm trying to follow the rules and then you see people like that doing it. And it's not just in Canada, but it's like, you know, obviously part of the problem with the states that they got themselves into such a mess was because, you know, their their president in the beginning wasn't even really taking it seriously. The whole yeah. coronavirus thing. And that led them into difficulties. Similar thing in the UK. I like was watching um, Death to 2020 on Netflix. And like, it was funny because when Italy and Spain and some other countries were going into lockdown, things in the UK were still going normal for the most part. They weren't like taking it as seriously, you know, until boom, okay, shit, we have to start doing stuff, you know? So, uh, I just feel like this just proves like, the stereotype of politicians, how they are two faced and how they have like Mm. a public persona and like a public image. And like, you know how politicians are like, this is why people hate politicians because they just like, this is the exact example because like in they'll put up a front, right? 
They're so mm-hmm. like politically correct. That's why there's a term politically correct. Politically correct. Yeah. They'll yeah. just go up and do whatever they need to do to like pretend that they are a certain way. And then behind closed doors, they'll just do whatever they want. There was another one. So, yeah. So apparently, the Alberta Premier. Uh, confirmed Friday that Municipal Affairs Minister Tracy Allard had been vacationing in Hawaii since December 19th. Kenny said he was aware Allard was in Hawaii at the time she posted a video of herself in front of a Christmas tree in the Alberta Legislature building. So she's another person that posted a video pretending <laughs> that oh she was that still is here. So... See, that That to me okay, is crazy. The whole... Yeah, the whole situation is bad. And I don't know what you guys mm-hmm. think about this. Like, um, But I think, one, it's already bad that you're doing it, right? That's already a bad thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's not great. It doesn't show responsibility. Like, you're misleading the public as well because then other people are going to think, well, they're doing it and they're in positions of power. They Like, they know what's going on, so I can do it. But then I think it's almost even worse. Well, it is worse. It's way worse that those same people are trying to mislead yeah. people yeah. as to what's going on. So that yeah. to me, because they like, knew they oh were doing God, something like, wrong, right? Like it's one thing to be like, yeah. "Oh, I made a dumb choice," like I made a dumb mistake. Yeah, but it's like you fucking knew what you were doing, and it's like I just, I just, I just can't. Like, okay, another so do, thing though. Do you think? Are, mm-hmm. Well, my question is like, how are they even traveling? Like, are these other countries not like? Don't they have a two week um, quarantine kind of thing? I don't understand. I don't, this is the one thing I don't get as well. I'm like very baffled about this. And I mentioned this on other episodes as well. Like, cause some of the people that I've met that I follow on Instagram and stuff, like they're, they're in still Hawaii. traveling. Yeah. They're like in places like Hawaii or Mexico or freaking Maldives or all these places. And I'm like, how are you people in these places? <laughs> or do you think they without- like go straight to the hotel and then that's where they quarantine? No. I mean, maybe, I don't, I don't really know how it works. Like, cause I thought that every single s- country had this right in place where you had to, to quarantine. So Did, does Hawaii confused. not have such strict rules or something? Cause it's the, like quarantine uh, means like you have to basically stay in your house, right? Like wh- what you had to yeah. do when you came back, like you couldn't exactly. leave, like you couldn't even go for a walk. So it doesn't yeah. make sense that somebody would go to Hawaii and have, and, and like, quarantine for two weeks two weeks and yeah exactly so well, are they getting rapid like, testing like i don't get it that's what i was gonna say maybe some countries have implemented rapid testing like i don't know i really don't know how because i always assumed like now like if i wanted to go to see like my family in the uk or whatever like if i i'm not doing that but like mm-hmm. if i was to do that at right now if i arrive there i'd have to lock myself away for two weeks in like a hotel or something before i could go and that's why i don't family. get it did they go there two weeks so, ago and then quarantine and then they like, I don't get it. But it doesn't, I think that there's just some people maybe either not following the quarantine policies. Um, like we saw that girl that got arrested in the Cayman Islands. That yes. Took her, her Did we talk bracelet. about that here? Yeah. No, it oh, was yeah. in our last episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So eh, we see that, but then I think maybe some countries are trying to implement because you know, some countries they do rely so heavily on tourism. I know. So like, Maybe they're offering rapid testing. I don't know. But then I know that some countries have like travel bans from other countries. Like I know that, for example, um, the UK is having some issues with European countries because nobody wants to let like British travelers in at the moment because in the UK, it's like exploding coronavirus. Oh, God. So it's like, oh, it's a know. giant mess. This is why this is never going to end. <laughs> because but this is the thing. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. I think you're right. That's like, 
exactly it. Like it's not going to end if, you know, I, especially, and like, I'm sure maybe there's, there may be some listeners or whatever that might not agree. But I think that like, if everyone kind of just put their vacation plans on hold mm-hmm. and just, we did actually like very much limit the amount that people are traveling around. Cause that's how this really spreads is like yeah. you have people going from city to city, right? Like if you can isolate each city in a way as best you can, um, you can can help control and contain this a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're going to constantly let people travel around, it doesn't matter what one city's doing. It one city could be really good at contact tracing. It could be really good at testing, mm-hmm. but that doesn't matter if you're letting people in from other countries that aren't doing that. So, and like, is, shouldn't there be some kind of system in place? Like, I just feel like with Canada, what we did was like, it was just so like laissez faire, like do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah. Like, take personal responsibility. Personal responsibility, my fucking ass, okay? This is why we can't rely on people to take personal responsibility because even the people that are supposed to be taking personal responsibility that are telling people to take personal responsibility, they're not even taking personal responsibility. So how do you expect the regular average citizen to take responsibility in their own hands? That's why I feel like certain, um, you know, strict rules have to be in place. Like, if you're going to travel, you better prove that you're traveling for work. Otherwise, why are you going to Mexico? What exactly. kind of what kind of affairs do you have in Mexico, Mister uh, <laughs> Minister of Finance of Ontario? Like what the in fuck in Alberta? Yeah, <laughs> or yeah, I know in, in Ontario is or wherever. Reason, like does 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 the Ontario government have a lot of financial dealings with uh, Mexico oh, that you have to go God. and uh, have a meeting that you can't do Zoom on or whatever? Like honestly, um, and is it not like it's so? I was gonna say it's so ironic when it's not ironic, but isn't it so just? <laughs> Just so rubbing off on you. Yes. Isn't it just so like perfectly in line with what I would have imagined the UCP to be doing? Like just Mm. the government of Alberta, the conservative party, of course, the majority, like multiple people from that specific, uh, what do you call it? Like party, that specific government. Of course, they're the ones Mm. caught, you know, because these people just don't give a shit and they think that they're above (sighs) you. Yeah. That's the thing. Mm. They're not for mm. the people. They think that they're above the people. They don't give a shit about the people. They're going to tell you not mm. to see your family on Christmas, yet they're going to be vacationing and, and spreading the disease Mexico. all over the goddamn world and yeah. bringing or whatever back. Not, like, well, this is the thing. I was going to say, they might not be necessarily, well, maybe they are spreading it, but then also bringing whatever back. This is the big thing. It's like, mm-hmm. especially like non, like they said, non-essential travel. Like I just, you know, and maybe I'm like clueless to this, but like, you know, I don't see like if, if, if non-essential travel is shut down and business travel pretty much is at a standstill at the moment because you do Zoom conferences and everything mm-hmm. else, like who is traveling and like, you know, I just don't see like if you if you if we isolated this or tried to mm-hmm. as much like I said to, to cities as much as possible, like Australia and New Zealand, for example, yeah. That have like now Australia is like able to have like I th- I think I saw some videos from like New Year's and stuff they're like having proper parties and yep. like you know because they have no cases right so oh God and they're not and they're being really strict about people that are coming in obviously there's yes. probably still people flying in but they're being like um, very you know, strict more, they like yes. lock you up for like two weeks and make you like stay in a hotel room I think they have like a government program exactly. I think yeah. yeah no 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 that, I'm pretty sure that's because I remember yeah. my friend that's from Australia was coming from London to Australia. Uh-huh. She's from there and she had to stay for two weeks, even though her family's there, her parents there, everything she had to stay in a hotel 
Which makes, I'm sorry, but that makes sense. Okay. Because like I said, people don't fucking follow the rules. Okay. So saying like, oh, we, we recommend that you, you know, or they say, oh, it is mandatory that you stay in your house, but who is mandating it? And who is, you know, who's making sure that that's actually happening? Exactly. In my experience, from my limited experience, but when I got back, for example, Mm -hmm. there's a few things that actually I was surprised I was able to do as well. For example, flew into Toronto, left the airport, went to a hotel for one night, came back to the airport, and then flew flew into Calgary. So there was multiple points there where probably I have come into contact with people, Mm -hmm. you know, technically not like, I mean, really, I probably should have just gone or had, if they had some government thing set up where I should have just gone into some kind of holding facility and like not been able to leave for two weeks and then gone to Calgary. Right. Um, and then got to Calgary. And then when I was here, like I stayed obviously at my, at my parents' house, um, in the basement. And, um, the only thing they did check, they did check in on me, but it was a phone call and, you know, I could have given them easily given them a mobile number or something. And yeah. they called me and they said, are you at your house? Yes. And I could have been anywhere. Oh, they called you, know you I mean? once? They called me once. They never came to my house. Nobody, no official came to my house or anything. They just called once. Yeah. Well, other places have so, like bracelets and shit. <laughs> like I know. But, you know, we're all about the freedom, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. I feel like, you know, we're a little too close to the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I mean, yeah. You know what? We always make fun of the U.S., but you know what? We should be ashamed of ourselves. This story is embarrassing. I know. It's so bad. Like, I just think, and again, yeah. it, like, these people, again, that are in positions of power, that are, you know, influential, just doing whatever they please. It's like mm-hmm. when we talked about all those, like, influencers and stuff also, like, having yeah. all these bougie parties and, like, you know, I still, I saw another... um Instagram story of some influencers, I think in LA and they still seem to be doing parties and stuff. Yeah. And, and the I'm numbers like, are out of control. Are they not? I, it's crazy in the States. Like, yeah. Especially in California. The, no. Oh my God. Like, it's just like, it's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, but I do think the story about politicians is worse because they're politicians yeah. and technically they should be, you know, influencers are just, you know, doing whatever they're young kids, like being stupid. Okay. Whatever. That's still mm-hmm. bad but understandable to some degree, but like politicians that are literally telling you what not to do and then doing that Mm. specific thing. That's so bad. I know it's like, it's, that's the worst. Cause these are the rule makers. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody saying it's like, it's kind of like the, you know, it's similar thing, but like someone saying, Oh, I guess like a tax official or someone being like, it's really, really important. You need to make sure you're paying your taxes, blah, blah, blah. And then it comes out in a scandal that they haven't paid taxes for five years. Oh my God. They're the worst. It's It's the worst. It's it's like, come on people. Like practice, practice a little bit of what you preach, you know? And you know, what's bad Um, as well. It's like, this is going to reignite. Like it's going to obviously make people like us mad, but then I feel mm -hmm. like it's also going to, make already the anti-maskers, the anti, um, you know, the anti like lockdown people, not necessarily like anti-lockdown, anti-maskers, people that are like in denial of this virus. They're going to come full force in my opinion, because like, they're going to be like, well, clearly it's not a big deal. And they're going to like, again, this is going to go into some more conspiracy theory esque sort of, you know, territory. Cause they're going to be like, well, the government obviously knows something that we don't, they think it's fine to travel because they're doing it themselves 
Rose, you have such a good point there. I didn't I didn't even think about that point about how it's literally going to fuel the fire behind these conspiracy oh, theories. God. Because you're right. People are going to see politicians mm-hmm. doing whatever they want, traveling, and they're saying, well, the politicians are a lot closer to what's going on, we would think, about all of this stuff than we are, right? As everyday kind of, mm-hmm. you know, everyday Joes. And that's going to fuel the fire for people to be like, oh, well, you know, politicians are doing this. So why should we, you know why should we even consider what they're saying is, is fact. They obviously know something that we don't. And, yeah. oh, it's so bad. I think like, and we saw that in the States perfectly when Donald Trump for the longest time, wasn't wearing a mask to like rallies and stuff. And people were like, well, he's not wearing a mask, you know, like why the yeah. fuck should we wear masks? So. And oh, we God, also I mean, knew that when Donald Trump, um, you know, the leaked tapes where he knew that the, pa- like he actually thought the pandemic was serious because he heard yeah. about it. But then to the public, he was telling them, it's just the flu. It's just the flu. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, that's just one example, one of a million examples of how politicians will just lie straight to your face, which is another reason probably why these conspiracies come to fruition because, you know, of course, if you just keep lying and lying and lying, people are not going to believe anything you say. So why, why should they believe you now? Yeah. Well, exactly. That's it. That's just it. If you are constantly lied to and, you know, mm-hmm. constantly over and over again, lie to me once and I believe you. <laughs> Shame on, shame on you. Shame on Lie to me, me twice. <laughs> yeah. Lie to me twice. And if I believe it again, shame on me. Because you yes. know what? If you're constantly buying into people's bullshit, then, you know, it is causing problems. And that's what makes me so angry. Like, this is kind of a separate topic altogether. But, like, one of the things that really drives me crazy about, like, politicians and the whole, you know, elections and everything else is a lot of those, like, again, false promises that are made. And, you know, there seems to be limited to no accountability for, you know, fraudulent claims. So, like, Mm-hmm. One of the really good examples was the whole Brexit campaign and everything that happened in the UK, this huge campaign where they're saying like throwing around monetary dollars of what's going to be reinvested um, into the NHS. Turns out there was no substanti- substantiation to any of those um, claims. Right. And yet, and yet there was no repercussions for making false statements. <sighs> so like, I just think... That's such a good get, point. I, exactly. And I get that there is some gray area in a sense that like if I was to run for like mayor of Calgary or something right Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna know fully budgets and everything else but there should be like a a a discrepancy like an area of um what's it called variance an area Mm -hmm. of variance that you're that you're allowed like let's say you're saying 10 billion will be reinvested into education well you're allowed to say within 10 percent or whatever and if you're if you're over or like whatever that over or under then there'll be repercussions you know, something. I mean, I'm just Seriously, making shit up. But like, why are these people allowed to lie? Is, they straight up lie. Because exactly. like, think about it. If we applied for jobs and we lied on our resume and it came out that we didn't have a degree or we didn't have half the shit that we said for the we job. Get fired. We, exactly, we would get fucking fired. So why are these people allowed to be like, oh, I'm going to invest a hundred million into healthcare. And then when they get elected, say, oh, just kidding. Five million into, into healthcare. And they still get their jobs. And it's the same shit. Oh my God, I just realized like it's a literal same shit. Like Trump did the exact same thing. Even Obama promised a lot of things during his like whole campaign. He was all about change, yeah. huge change. We're going to make some big changes. And he really didn't mm-hmm. change much, to be honest. And same with Trump. This I think the- Trump, I think they both actually said they were going to pull out of um, the Iraq war. Guess who's still in yeah. Iraq? Yeah. <laughs> But this is what I mean is like there's no, there seems to no be accountability. limited to no, re- <gasps> exactly. 
and I do, I do get that again, like I said, there's some gray area because there's some things that, you know, are a little bit out of the politician's control and whatever else. But I do feel like a lot of the blatant lies and false promises, Mm -hmm. this is why people are getting disenfranchised with, um, democracy. I mean, I'm not saying that democracy is bad, but I'm saying, you know, we don't really have democracy. Let's be fucking real. Mm -hmm. Right. Because like, again, if, if we are electing, this is why sometimes I believe in the, um, I think there's a term for it, but like, uh, it's better rather voting for like politicians who we make into like celebrities and it becomes like a weird kind of cult, like following it's better to Mm. just vote on issues. Like let's say Mm. you wanted to like, that's real democracy in my opinion, because if we can't trust what politicians are saying, so if politicians are like lying or saying whatever they want, pulling shit out of their ass Mm. to be like, Oh, I want to get elected. So I'm just going to say whatever I think is going to get me elected. Then we don't know if any of those things are going to actually happen. So you're just voting like Mm -hmm. blindly essentially. And we only have a choice between what, like two people. So it's like, fuck, like how yeah. is that fucking democracy? So <laughs> democracy would be actually voting. Like, I mean, I guess Brexit is technically democracy, but I guess that's another issue though. Yeah. That's another problem. But then that was, then that was a highly manipulated it. democracy. That's exactly. True. All of the, all of the campaigning around Brexit people were, and the thing is something like Brexit is such a huge complex uh, yeah. thing to do. And I'm not saying if I was for or against or whatever. I mean, I was, I wasn't for it to be honest. Um, for Brexit. I thought it was a stupid vote. But anyway, regardless, like th- it's such a complicated issue. And the fact that there were so many blatant lies being That's said true. That, r- that honed into um, certain issues that were going on in the country that people had issues with, they they honed into that. And that was what was a big part of the campaigning, which is really bad. And you know what's crazy, actually? Just on a little side note, uh-huh. um, I, was, I was reading an article um, the other day about Brexit because it's official now I guess they're yeah, officially yeah, yeah. Um, done and I guess there was some um, UK holiday makers or not holiday makers the people that live in I think it was Spain and a few other countries that were in the UK for like Christmas and were coming trying to come back to Spain because that's where <gasps> they live and they were having like all kinds of issues and stuff because of Brexit because like, it got yeah became official this is how yeah. it starts well, part of it I know part of it, they were saying like the, the both sides were like, this shouldn't have been an issue. Like they should have been able to come through because technically there's still like some agreement or whatever, but I guess some of the airlines were like causing issues or something like this. And I don't know the whole story, but like it was a bit confusing, but at the same time, basically people that were trying to get back into Spain that were British citizens that lived Mm. in Spain that had retired there or whatever were having serious difficulties coming back. And they were like, they were like, we shouldn't be subject to this, like, you know, the government incompetence and stuff. And I was like, it's funny because I do feel like a lot of the Brit- British people that were living abroad had also voted for Brexit. And it's like, right. h- how do you expect such a big decision not to impact you? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, you're literally leaving a free movement. And, and depending on what agreements the UK gets in place with all of these, the with the EU, of course it's going to impact travel. Of course it's going to impact all of these things in some way, shape or form. Cause it's a change, right? So, so you, you think, so did you think some of these people actually voted for Brexit? The people that were complaining? Well, I don't know because I okay. don't know what the people that, but I, I do, I did remember when Brexit was being voted like years and years and years ago when right. that vote happened. Cause I was in the UK and I do remember when they were showing the breakdown and stuff, I seem to remember that like a high percentage of British people, expats that were living in Europe, mainland Europe had voted for Brexit as well. Oh my God. Which I was like, 
that's kind of ironic because they're probably receiving British pensions yeah, and they're living in, in another country. That's going to impact them in some way, shape or form. Yeah. You know, like they don't think about that. Additional- right. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and, and the crazy thing is it's like, this always happens. It's like, they just like think about, Oh, I don't want like dirty foreigners living in, in England. Let's face it. It was a vote on getting rid of foreigners. Right. Let's oh, be a honest. Huge, a huge thing. <laughs> so yeah. that was the whole like they, the, the, campaign. Exactly. The two, the two, the two main, I'm um, sorry to cut you off mm-hmm. there, but like the two main prongs of that whole campaign, obviously there's other parts. The two main was the amount of money that they were going to save from the fees they paid to the EU was going to get reinvested into the NHS, mm-hmm. to the hospital system. And the other one was exactly what you said. They wanted um, full control over immigration of their, of, of, of the UK, of their borders right. basically. And that stems from people saying, thinking and saying, Oh, these immigrants are here taking our jobs, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. You know, that's what that was fueling. Uh-huh. And that's where, that's where they got a lot of, and that's why, and that was reflected in a lot of the, the votes. You know what I mean? Like a lot of the yeah. votes were kind of like polarized in certain areas of the UK where there's, you know, certain sentiments against, you know, immigration and foreigners. So, yeah. And it's like the same thing with like um, in the U.S. when they were talking about, you know, building the wall and getting, you know, Mexicans out or whatever. And then I remember the same like there would be news stories of people that would that voted for, you know, Trump or something because they wanted and even even people that were like um, Mexican, but they were like Latino or something. But they maybe they lived in the U.S. for a while. So they think, oh, like, I'm not like those people. Like, I don't want, like, mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a proper citizens, but then when they have people around them or maybe their family was affected, then they're like, well, I didn't think it would affect me. Like, I, I can't remember yeah. the exact story, but I think there was a story mm-hmm. of someone that like wanted Trump to win, but then like her family member or someone got kicked out of the mm-hmm. country and she was like, well... I mean, he was a good person. Like, I mean, I just wanted the bad people out. I'm like, it, that's, it doesn't work exactly. that way, bitch. Like, exactly. It was ironic. So selfish. He, yeah. I think he did pull a lot of support actually in this recent election, although he didn't win, but he actually got a lot of support from, from the, Latino the Hispanic community, community mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is so ironic when he was the one that was like, we need to close the borders to Mexico and, you know, build a wall. So it's like, well, why is all, why is he getting such a report? Because um, I think I think what happens is it's like a phenomenon where um, these people they they kind of get like sucked into the melting pot of the United States. So then they live in this yeah. country where obviously being on the side of you know the U.S. Um, might give you certain advantages, right? So um, maybe they're mm. they've you know benefited from living in a society like a you know maybe a white community or whatever, they and they're doing yeah. fine. So they think, oh, we don't like we're not like those people like that are coming from like it's it happens. Same thing happens in like Asian you know cultures as well. Maybe not so extreme, but like mm-hmm. you know like yeah. Asian people in Canada might think like oh like those fobs in Asia they're so like you know, this and that, and they have certain ideas. Yeah. Um, because if the dominating group is, you know, a certain way, then you kind of want to fit into that dominating group. So I think that's just like mm. a phenomenon that happens, but like, it is crazy yeah, that that does happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, it's, it's like, sad. I guess it's, it'd be same similar concept to like when they say, um, like internalized misogyny, like how women have certain, mm. uh, display certain, um, I guess, beliefs or have certain beliefs that Mm -hmm. maybe go against their own like personal interests, but because they want to fit into a society that is misogynistic, 
um, am I using the right term? Misogyny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they want to fit into that society and fit into the kind of patriarchal norm. Um, mm. They kind of display what they call like inter- internalized misogyny. Or mm. even even maybe like even gay people might do the same. You know what I mean? Like the minorities will have a certain uh, way. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like certain traits, like you don't like, for example, you'd be like, like I, I do this. Maybe this is bad, but I'll be mm. like, oh, like, don't be such a pussy. You know, like using terms like that mm-hmm. where it's like, uh, clearly yeah, yeah. it's kind of it's, it, it is offensive to women. Right. It's not very empowering mm-hmm. to women, but that we use it. That's very true. As part of, you know, living in a very hyper masculine society. Mm-hmm. That's my little oh, that's interesting. analogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. yeah but you could be onto something there, Roses. I think you might have a point. Yeah. Well, it was like, for example, yeah. in the, um, sorry, I keep going on and on, but um, I remember in, in Korea back in the day when like long time ago, there was a Japanese occupation for those of you guys that don't know. So mm-hmm. before Korea was North and South Korea, Korea was just one Korea. And then um, Japan occupied Korea for like 30 years or something like that. So Japan, like, mm-hmm. you know, came into Korea and tried to colonize Korea. And the only reason why they left yeah. is because they, uh, I think the reason why they left is because they lost World War II. Um, but anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that's a little random history lesson for you. Uh, but basically <laughs> what happened during that time was that a lot of Koreans, you know, obviously suffered as a result, especially the ones that didn't want to cooperate with the government, uh, with the Japanese mm-hmm. government. Um, but then there were a group of Koreans that kind of like betrayed Korea and just went along with the Japanese and they ranked very, they became, um, you know, powerful people in the society. So, you know, they kind of like, you know, I guess backstab the Korean population so that they could, you know, it's like Candace Owens. That is the perfect example. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like she is like the prime example of somebody that, you know, would rather just, you know, enhance their own selfish interests and be part of, you know, Yeah. Even though, oh God, and it's just crazy. I mean, I can see what you mean. Like Mm -hmm. with, especially with Candace Owens, the fact that she, you know, in a lot of her videos, she's like quite um, racist racist towards black people, (laughs) especially. And I'm like, this is like very, that's not ironic, is it? Yeah, it's. I think ironic is a good. Yeah, kind a bit of ironic. Yeah, I was like, like should I? Say? It is, but it's kind of ironic because it's like you know, yeah. Especially like, why are you? But I guess you know. Again, she's looking out for her own selfish interests. So you know, Candace Owens, if you are listening, um, stop immediately. <laughs> stop immediately. Um. <laughs> but you know, she's making the bucks, and she's you know living probably in a big mansion. Exactly, exactly. and and unfortunately, you, we we know all too well that, um, you know, a lot of society and people are driven by greed and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that some people, people will do anything for money. And it's a kind of scary concept. I remember in university as well. One of the things that our professor said, he's, he, he was like, I can't remember what class it was, but he's like, everybody has a price. And that, that like resonated with me. Cause I was like, Oh God. Cause he was like, what what does that mean? That means everyone is willing to do something. It's just, everyone has a different kind of, Exactly. Everyone has different thresholds, right? Like maybe some people will be more flexible with their morals for less money, but then he's like, Sir, mm. but it's hard to, it's, it's, I don't think it's been properly tested and whatever, but it was an interesting concept. Cause I thought, well, you know, I don't know, like, is there accuracy to that? Like it does everybody have maybe a to some degree. Exactly. Cause it doesn't have to necessarily be something bad to you and your friends or family, but maybe that somebody says like, Oh, would you do X, Y, Z for 
however much. And initially you'll be like, no, 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 no. But there'll be a certain price where you might be like, hmm, actually. I think that depends okay. on the situation you're in currently. So like if you yeah. didn't ha- see, that's the thing. I would understand if you were in a survival situation and you had barely, you had no money. So then you were willing yeah. to bend your morals or whatever. But like, if you're already in a comfortable situation, like there's, you know, true. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, it's hard to say. It's yeah. hard to say though. Like, yeah, I, think I guess majority, so. If I somebody, think, if someone offered yeah. you a billion dollars, would you rage against the gay community, Daniel? Would you be no. the new Candace Owens for the gay community? <laughs> I feel like that wouldn't be worth it. You know what I mean? It's but again, not I'm worth like, it. Money doesn't buy happiness yeah. folks. Exactly. And it's not going to buy you your dignity and your pride. I'll tell you that. Exactly. You're never going to get that back. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway. Crazy. Well, that was a great discussion at the end there, Daniel. Oh, God damn. I enjoyed that. Good discussions. We do. We should, we should talk more about this in another episode. I I know it's quite an interesting concept. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, would you be willing to, uh, Knock down well, a few people so you could get to the top or an entire community. Mm-hmm. Oh, Betray your own citizens. Betray your own kind. God what damn. What would you be willing to do for a million dollars? God <laughs> dang. Honestly, it's crazy. Who knows? No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. That was a fun discussion. Mm-hmm. Let us know in the comments. Yeah. If you are uh, watching on YouTube, let us know what you thought. Uh, if you have mm-hmm. any thoughts, it would be fantastic. You guys always have very insightful comments. We enjoy them. Yeah. There's some really cool ones. Um, and I, we honestly, we do love reading your comments and yeah. feedback guys. So and what kind of shit would e- you do for a million dollars? Exactly. Oh, God damn. Maybe don't, <laughs> maybe don't put that down there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Our listeners are moral, ethical people. <laughs> they would not do yeah. anything shady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks so much guys for tuning in. Um, if you aren't already, uh, make sure if you're listening to us on either Spotify or on any of your kind of podcast platforms, um, hit that kind of follow, follow button. Is, and if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, give it a thumbs up if you like the video. Um, and check us out on Instagram as well. Yes. Uh, you and know, that's TikTok. a great way for you guys to, in, and take, <laughs> oh, and TikTok now. The Savage Podcast, um, br- my friends. Mm-hmm. Both of those are the Savage Podcast, and it's a great way for you to kind of—I don't know about TikTok, uh, but yes. uh, at least on Instagram, you can interact with us. You can send us messages. Um, we love—we love hearing from you guys, so definitely do that. And um, what else, Rose? We have and guys, else. check us out on Patreon. We do a bonus episode every month only on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So if you don't want to miss that, check yeah. us out. You can watch our videos ad-free, my friends, and you get. Every episode mm-hmm. a week earlier than everyone else because you be special. That's true. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. you all special, but the patrons God get damn. a little bit of the VIP treatment. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, <laughs> God damn. God damn. <laughs> but anyway, hope hope you all enjoy your week um, and happy 2021. Now we're all in the new year and um, see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.